0: So 234 of the McSauce comic book podcast my name is I want to get
1: everything
0: I wanted to together. get through that while you were hurrying up to get that microphone down and turned on but I just couldn't. Okay.
1: We've been sitting here, here I am. for 45 minutes and you haven't bothered to put your microphone
0: I saw it anywhere your ass, close as soon to your as mouth. you gave me the go-ahead. Oh, oh, fuck! It is uh, are we Monday night. Over? We're still no. Recording. Let's just keep doing it. Barrel through. <laughs> it is episode two hundred and thirty four. It is Monday night, April second. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are the prepared Ian the Saw Sharply. Hello, and unprepared Matt Cassell.
2: It almost didn't happen. I almost didn't participate. This microphone
0: wasn't hot all the time. We get a guys. Turn on your mics. Turn on. Make sure your mics are turned on. Let me get something. Give me a test.
1: We had no testing tonight. It was just, we're just free balling. Do we
0: look good over there, Matt? So, I guess it's my fault.
1: Well, you are the engineer, Matt. Yes, it is your fault. It's your responsibility.
2: you
0: know, sometimes it's hard to engineer and create the podcast. If we were (laughs) pressed into the service of operating a train, you would be in charge. (laughs) I don't think that's the same thing. Same thing. They should have named them something else. I want an engineer hat. We can get you an engineer hat. All right. What we're going to get into tonight is a little what you've been watching. When I say what have you been watching, I mean, what have I been watching?
1: We we come in and Paul's like, let's do this show all about me and the things that I give a shit about. Well, so this is going to be a Paul center. Hey, the fans love him. The fans love Paul McGinty, and we're going to give them exactly what they want.
0: Matt Matt's also seen things. Ian, you've seen a few things too. You haven't. I can't believe you only watched one television show. I'm busy, brother. Week. Did you not hear him it's before we recorded? Weekend. He was I go busy. And
1: do tons of stuff. I work on the weekends. I was busy. I didn't have time. I didn't have time, man. You I didn't warned. have time to watch TV. I know that's preposterous, but I just did That's didn't. the word I was
0: going to use. It is preposterous. What a good word. It is a good word. Before we get into... I think that'll be our word of the day. The preposterousness, the preposterosity, preposterosity. Of, Ian not, <laughs> of Ian not watching television in the last week. We do housekeeping with said prepared ian sharply while you're watching
1: your television shows you can do some dual screen action mixauce.com you can find our strips our podcast um at mixos.com. you can go to the different social media sites to find us as well we have a facebook fan page we have an instagram page and we have a twitter so if you want to react to this great podcast please do so on those social
0: media feeds I think we had a pretty good episode last week. Got a for lot of, of uh, feedback to, to go back and mm-hmm. listen to. We did a Batman and Robin commentary. Way worse of a movie than I remembered. And did oh. we watch? Th- and didn't we watched that in the mid two thousands. Then I know we had the Supathon. Then we also do the Batman. We did have a
1: Batathon right after following the Supathon and. Yeah, I, I thought coming out of that, we decided that we didn't really like Batman Returns as much as we remembered. Right, but uh, Batman and Robin was a flaming pile of dog
2: shit. Real bad, real bad, Matt. I think that was only the second time I ever saw that all the way. I think I've seen bits and pieces throughout the years, but um, what do we uh, what do we rate this movie? We didn't rate it last week.
1: Do I mean? Do we have to? I mean,
2: mean, we don't have to do anything. This is our
1: podcast, Ian. It tried to kill the superhero genre. It made Warner Brothers hesitant for what seven years. Uh, to bring back the Batman franchise, mm-hmm. um, I have to give that a zero, maybe a negative one. It's real bad. There aren't any redeeming qualities about that film, except if you like the humor, shorts, Schwarzenegger's humor, if you like some of those puns. No, it's a zero. Okay, zero. Uh,
0: yeah, I guess. if Can we give a zero? I'd, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd give it a one. Uh, based on it, It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Like, it was the movie Joel Schumacher wanted to make. It was consistent from beginning to end. It was bad, but it was bad from beginning to end. It it had the same vision. It wasn't weird like Batman v Superman, or it wasn't weird like Justice League, where the tone was up and down because it was two movies put together.
1: You can't compare those, though, man. It's too... Two completely different directors. They are this is your logic just kind they of are, doesn't make sense. This, sometime. but
0: Batman and Robin was consistently the same movie the entire way through. A lot it of it was bad, are, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 so not giving it. Consistent. I'm not giving it an eight. So as long as there it, it, aren't two directors, right? As long as it's
2: consistent, it doesn't matter if it's uh, garbage of the highest caliber. But at least it's consistent garbage that at least deserves let's, a one.
0: Let's focus that. I'm giving it a one. Okay. Okay. Matt, like, did you, you guys you, are acting like I'm, it I'm giving it praise. If, if the scale
2: did go the other way into the negatives, it would get that. It was that bad. Because of because of not only how bad it was at face value, but the effect that that movie had.
1: I feel like I'm justified in giving it a negative one because of the effect.
2: Right. The 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 negativity of that movie transcends just the badness because of like what that movie represented in terms of superhero movies going forward and the bat franchise. It had a
1: chilling effect on all superhero movies. You're kicked off the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do we want to kick things off with another movie? that i watched this weekend well paul everything is what you watched this weekend <clears throat> yeah, yeah and it's Let's your do world it. what what new, do you, uh, what do you got new easter tradition the uh watching a, watching a horror movie on easter sunday weird but okay uh my brother had seen the conjuring a couple of times and hyping it as the scariest horror movie he's ever seen uh supplanting the ring and i was and i had never seen the conjuring up until Yesterday, and that's surprising that that
2: one somehow stayed off of your off of your radar yeah, for that well, long. Two thousand thirteen's
1: The Conjuring, like it's yeah. been around forever.
2: I never. You're guessed... busting Ian's balls about not watching anything this week, but you went. You went. How many yeah, years that's, is that? We don't do math here. That's just the right, tip of the years. iceberg
0: for that kind of folly, not seeing things that should have been scene no scene uh and it, it i don't see horror movies in the theater i never do it's not a rule i just like the only the only movies i see in the theater are like big comic book mix sauce, you know field trip specials like mm-hmm. every so often i'll see some comedy or something but like horror movies i generally don't see in the see in the theater and then after it came out my brother's been hyping at all these scariest thing ever scariest thing ever scarier you know he's like paul you hate you're Terrified of the Grudge. It's scarier than the Grudge, and I'm like, well, I I don't want to see it. If it's if it it's gonna scare me more than the Grudge scared me, I don't want to see it. But Easter Sunday, I was feeling froggy. I was like, let's do it. Did you watch it alone? No, I watched it. I, my our fucking mom watched it. Let's get some weird, jelly beans and watch because mom movies. doesn't watch anything. Mama McInty, she doesn't watch anything. No. Well, now. New.
2: now Okay, so you watched it in the middle of the day. Yeah. Sun's out.
0: Guns out. Sun's out. Buns out. Because it was Easter. Bunny's bu- Bunny, out.
2: Yeah, that's hilarious. Out, so, um, <laughs> um, okay, so here's this is a fact, Jack. Horror movies are like way scarier to watch alone and at night. It's a completely different experience. If you've never seen it before and you're watching it for the first time alone and at night, and that, that also applies to seeing it in the theater alone and then you come back to an empty house at night, um, that is a, a, a pretty spooky prospect. That's the kind of scenario where you got to check behind the shower curtain when you get home and check all the other rooms and maybe sleep with the light on.
1: Yeah. What was the last... A movie that made you sleep. That's with the not on. important. I mean, it is. That's pertinent to this conversation.
2: The strangers too, Paul. Uh yeah. Was that last I, I week? That. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a couple weeks ago, but yeah.
0: Yeah, like I, I understand the, um, how you the the environment, the atmosphere that you watch the movie in is gonna play into how how scary it is, how creepy it is, but.
2: It's a major I like, factor, I think. If you're hmm. with someone, um, while there's something scary going on, like, it kind of makes it not, not scary. It it keeps you grounded yeah, in like, reality a little bit, whereas if you're by yourself, you kind of lose yourself in there, and, and there's something just very, very inherently spooky about being alone. Yeah, Ian.
1: Um, yeah. And don't you watch scary movies to be scared? Like, isn't it disappointing whenever you watch a scary movie and you're not frightened? Shouldn't the effect like that you're going for be, why don't we wait till it's night out and turn the lights down right. and, and do everything to make this movie and this experience more scary? I don't
0: think I like that experience as much as other people like that experience. I was perfectly fine watching The Conjuring in the middle of Jesus' day.
2: Well, okay, before we get into that, Paul... We recently watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, Toby Hooper's the original. Yeah. Uh, we watched it. Um, it was still light outside. You and I watched it together. Dusk. It was dusk. Um, not scary. Didn't stick with me afterwards. You know, it wasn't anything that I was scared of. Right. If we had watched that at midnight in an empty house alone, you know, not together, like you watch it by yourself. Is that gonna have a different effect on you?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, I don't that movie in particular. I don't think is going to have like I don't I don't want to watch The Grudge or The Ring by myself in in broad daylight. Yeah, I don't want to watch those movies because they those movies in particular stick with me long after they should. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I watched the Jessica Biel remake by myself uh, a few days later and it was pretty creepy mm-hmm. but like i
2: like well yeah but you'd already seen that too like there's something to be said about the first time you see a horror movie it's a much different experience you just don't know what's coming like it for example we saw it uh i believe we all saw it together we did exhaust field trip and uh, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a 10 out of 10. It was a great, great movie. The feeling that I had was, um, you know, it it was everything that you would want out of a horror movie. And then I saw it a second time, and my experience was majorly dulled because I knew it was coming. And when you take the tension, I realized that was such a major factor for me that was going to determine how much I liked it It was the tension and the, and the fright that that movie was all about. But when you knew it was going to happen, luckily you're left with a really solid movie and good characters and everything. But the tension was all gone. It was all gone. And can you ever recreate that
1: after you know what's coming after you've seen, I
2: feel like to a degree there, there are other movies that have other qualities to them that um that don't rely as much on the tension, right? And somehow they're imminently more rewatchable. And um is it eminently or imminently, sorry. Imminently. So I said it right. Um you know, I think a lot of like super <laughs> hey slurpy McSlurpers in <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I, hope that, I,
1: hope, I hope that picks up. I hope it
2: picks up, too. Um, so like, I think a lot of superhero movies, very rewatchable, right? But like horror movies, not, not so much, I don't think.
0: Yeah, um, there was a lot of hype from my brother about, about The Conjuring going in. And it is a really good movie. Uh, one of the things I love about it is that it's a really good story. And it just happens to be a horror story. But it's a good story first. Mm -hmm. It's not one of these modern nonsense things like, you know, it follows or, you know, one of those other like Facebook based horror movies where (laughs) wouldn't it be a neat idea if you followed someone on Facebook and then there was a monster what if you, you?
1: like somebody's instagram picture and it came to yeah, life yeah
0: let's, let's build a horror movie around that it's not one of those gimmicky things no. like it's not even gimmicky like um final destination is kind of gimmicky right. like the conjuring is a it's is a really good story and it was a really good movie i really liked it but it wasn't it wasn't scary nothing it- stuck with me afterwards and like you know <clears throat> you like your <laughs> you like your horror mild. You
1: like your horror to not actually scare you, to just like <laughs> sort of like spook you, like, oh, my word. That's like, how you like your he horror. He likes
2: like Garfield's Halloween adventure. That's yeah, that's the yeah, extent that's of it right That's the peak there. of horror.
0: No, well, no, 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 no. Like, I like I, I can't, when I'm going to sleep at night, I can't think about the grudge or the ring, I, I can't do it. I need to shut that down, but I could think about the Conjuring as I was going to sleep last night because, like, ultimately it's a it's an exorcism movie, and but like the the visuals in it, like there was some suspense, like when Chicky's looking in the mirror and the music box, you are like, Ugh, what are we gonna see? And then you don't really see anything, like the jump the jump scares with the face or just like the old lady. Um, there is some creepy stuff, like when she's sees the i guess the maid killing the daughter and the and the background in the mirror like there's some creepy stuff but nothing that's like nothing that really unsettled me so really good movie but it didn't it didn't scare me what 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 ian
1: (laughs) just your 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 approval of mildly disturbing movies like movies that just sort of give you a little fright in the middle of the day that's what you want out of your horror <laughs> movies is, is cracking me up does it matter because to you of that the this was of any just your any movie that that's what you are kind of looking for in a horror movie i think is humorous
0: i want no i want something that i i don't want to think about later that I don't ever want to watch again. That's a good horror movie to me. It's something that creeps me out so bad <laughs> I don't want to watch, watch them again. again. That's
1: a bad recipe for horror movie makers out there. Right. right. We're going to have to get him not scare him too much <laughs> and it's going to be a one time <laughs> shot, but he'll give us praise.
0: I won't it, yeah, I won't own I won't I won't own the grudge. I won't allow it in this house. Does it give you pause that this movie
1: was based on true life events? Does that heighten your enjoyment or lessen it? I don't know. I don't know what you want out of horror movies.
0: I I don't think The Conjuring was about what I want and what I don't want out of horror movies. Like, Like, I want a lot of different things about horror movies. Like, I want the good guy to get away at the end sometimes. I don't want the sequel to rewrite that. Um, I I love the two thousand three Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Almost flawless. The original. Not so good. Uh. The first Friday the Thirteenth. Solid. Wait, which one? The first, first one. The original. Seventy eight or whenever. Seventy nine. was yeah. eighty.
2: Close enough. Um, The Conjuring. Wait, was wait, really wait, good. wait. Hold on. Wait. Friday the Thirteenth. What are you talking about? That movie's not very good. It's it's a it's a solid horror movie. You haven't seen it recently, have you? No. Okay, he so, only watches
0: them once, man. But... <laughs> no, I only watched the scary ones once. Yeah. Well, this Friday the Thirteenth was kind of scary when you were six, but I won't think I don't think I'll watch the Strangers again because the first two thirds of that movie are really fucking scary.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that, but I I would still watch it again. Well, I'm a pussy. That's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't. I don't I don't want to watch it. I've had Straw Dogs upstairs for like 5 years now. I haven't watched it <laughs> cuz I think it's really going to creep me out.
2: Um, but The Friday the 13th, the original, if you watch it now, you would just laugh the whole time. It's so cheesy and not scary. Like the effects are kind of crappy. Um, Especially God, especially when Pamela Voorhees reveals herself to be the killer and the way her and the the girl, the final girl have their have their fight, like their fist their fisticuffs at the end. Holy crap. If you want to watch a hilarious movie, watch that. This sounds right up Paul's alley. Humorous
1: horror. Humorous the horror Double
2: H. It it's not scary at all and yeah, I mean, all kidding aside, I feel like it kind of is up your horror alley. Now, I like the your remake. Your brightly
1: lit horror alley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> D- Ian, you saw The Conjuring.
1: Yeah, back in 2013, likely. It's a creepy it, movie. It's fine. It also didn't stay with me. <laughs> it's um, fine. It, it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's definitely your brother's insane. Then he was like, oh, it's the scariest thing on earth. Maybe He's, he saw his it horror- Matt's. Her horometer recalibrated. But tellin-
2: it, it is it. It's so affecting uh, the way that you see it that for you to determine how you feel about something. Um, I thought the same thing about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, the remake version, the 20, 2003 version. Um, it was pretty scary the first time, not so much the second time. But I think I watched it at home during the day. Um,
1: What's a movie that you feel maintains the the scares? Well,
2: I think The Strangers does a good job. Yeah, that one. I do. Uh, Now, again, because you know what the fuck is coming, it does make a difference. Um, I don't know. I don't know what is scary the second time, once you kind of know. Um I just don't know, but I, I will say this. Uh, the Strangers 2 was very different in tone. Well, no, that's not even true. It was different in tone, but nonetheless, um, it wasn't like it wasn't scary because it totally was. Um, I wish I could talk about it here on this podcast, but you guys haven't seen it. No. You will see it, correct? Uh, probably,
1: likely whenever it comes out on. Red box. Or... I will say
2: this, though. So you got the three strangers, right? You have the man in the mask or smiley face or whatever his name is. You have pinup girl. That's the one with the um, the darker hair. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, doll face. And I would say doll face kind of steals the show a little bit in this one.
1: Is it because the strangers could in theory happen it's a home invasion style oh absolutely
2: i mean okay so a lot what these horror movies do now is they always say based on true events right which is like the loosest of terms to try to add like some scary mojo into your movie um i think like the first movie that did it was texas chainsaw massacre with toby hooper and it was supposed to be based on i guess ed gein um which, if anybody ever researches, Ed Gein, the, the quote-unquote serial killer who really isn't a serial killer. He's just a nipple-belt-making guy. Um, bit of That's a grave all. robber. I think he murdered, like, one, maybe two people. Um, certainly not a serial killer. I think he was, like, retarded. Yeah, but he had some real
1: he was, awful things going right. on there. But he making... wasn't
2: exactly, like, uh, Texas Chainsaw Scary, right? But anyway, like... I
1: mean, they're taking the nipple-belt-making part of what he did and just amping and it adding up. a chainsaw like the, to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean like that is awful that he did that kind of stuff. Yeah, I but know. he
2: did it on like on he was a grave robber. He did it on yeah, dead that's, bodies already. Yeah, it's just fucking horrible, Matt. <laughs> Compared to serial killing, it's pretty fucking mild. It's also awful.
1: It's also to put them in the same is, is silly. A lot of people do, so I guess there are a lot of silly people
2: Hey, if if you think if you think grave robbing is uh, on the same level as murdering people, I think it's
1: that's on you. I think that it is in the same realm of derangement. I think it's definitely crazy.
2: Sure, sure. He was a killer too. So
1: yeah, you were like maybe two people. Like
2: yeah, you know. I know. He's no uh,
1: Albert Fish.
2: How many did that guy kill?
1: Fucking lots of kids. Ate them.
2: Weird. he ate the, kids? Mm-hmm. He ate the kids he ate the kids wrote is that like poetry
1: real? to the parents and mailed it to them about how oh, he that's right yeah, yeah yeah he's the real fucked up dude yeah
2: he's bad news mm-hmm. um but uh yeah the strangers is based on actual events the actual events that that one's based on there's a few but um in particular it's the uh The Manson murders, you know, like where they had, what, three killers go and kill Sharon Tate and Mm -hmm. some other people that weren't Sharon Tate. And, uh, that's generally what The Strangers is about. And then for the sequel, they just basically did it over all over again to a
0: different family. So, uh, yeah, The Conjuring, really good movie. Really like the story. Big Patrick Wilson fan. Big Ron Livingston fan. Who's that? Uh, The dad office space oh yeah that's right yeah yeah it was it was cool like it was a it was a good movie but it didn't really it didn't really scare me there were no visuals that really that uh, stayed with me afterwards like some of the some of the stuff was really creepy like when you know the mom's trapped in the basement stairwell and Mm -hmm. the lights are out and the hands clap next to her head and like she screams like that kind of stuff is like really creepy, but um, no real like the looking like in, in the strangers, like you know, they look out the window and there's someone in a weird mask standing like out by one of the trees. Like, that's a visual that's just fucked up. Like, I don't like it, I don't like that one bit. But the conjuring didn't really have mm-hmm. there's any some of that visuals stuff like that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, one. Of the, someday I I will watch These Strangers. Probably I'll, I'll start it at eight a.m.
2: Paul, if you really want to be scared, and I know you like to be I don't, scared, I don't. I, do I recommend not. wait till you have the house to yourself. Put the movie on at night <clears throat> when you're gonna be alone all weekend, and put that shit on.
0: Not a chance. You want to talk about... You want to shift gears, talk about some other scary stuff?
2: Sure, go for it.
0: Supernatural, the television show?
2: There have been scary episodes of Supernatural.
0: There have been scary episodes of Supernatural. Uh, This past week's was not one of those episodes. Um, You remember the the episode from... I I think it was season five where... um, Something was possessing kids in the town dean was living in at the time with uh ben and yeah stacy i think her name was and whenever you looked at the kids in the mirror instead of mouths they had like big like suckers with teeth and black soulless eyes i don't really remember that exactly super super scary visual Mm -hmm. um yeah like supernatural it has been capable of uh giving you some some creepy crawlies.
2: I think the the very original episode, the very first one, the uh the woman in white,
0: yeah, was yeah.
2: a little bit creepy.
1: Agreed. I think the episode you're talking about is uh
0: the second
1: episode of season
0: 3, The Kids
1: Are All Right.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe they bring the kid thing back later once he's with um once he's living with Ben and Stacy. Is he there all that long?
1: I didn't think that they spent a lot of time with them uh i thought that he was basically there for that first episode of that season and then they kind of got him off and he was with um he was with sam and their grandfather doing stuff oh i thought that mainly that season was about that and they only spent one episode in that town
0: no i thought he was like i thought that like he was with them for a, a longer time that season because that's when he had to essentially break up with them and leave mm.
2: did they ever do muppets on supernatural i don't think so right no i know they've done some things right like i i i always get confused with some of the shit that they tried on uh, buffy the vampire slayer I think they did like a Muppet episode, and they did a musical episode. And sometimes I feel like I want to say that that happened on Supernatural because they always felt like maybe they had the same level of like self awareness, but maybe not.
0: Maybe um, I
2: get them. Yeah, confused. they haven't.
0: The Supernatural hasn't done a a Muppet episode, but one of the.
1: They did like a kids play episode which was a musical. Oh, they did it was
0: like at a girls like Catholic
1: school yeah. or something like that yeah. and they were doing Supernatural the musical. So, oh, okay. That's sort of close. Yeah,
2: and to they that. also did one where they went to like I think a convention where the writer of Supernatural was in the show or something from what I recall. It was yeah, a Yeah, the ago.
0: um the uh, fan, Supernatural fan favorite uh Chuck was a he wound up being a, a prophet of God, but he had written like the first five seasons of Supernatural as as novels. So in the Supernatural world, Supernatural exists as like a big like kind of fan fiction property, and there's sort of like a Twilighty thing. Yeah, and there's like conventions and all this stuff, and so like Sam and Dean wind up going to a convention about. Semi autobiographical versions of themselves. They get sucked into the TV and show up on like a sitcom. They go to like a Japanese game show. Um, There's the the Magic Box episode where it's Groundhog Day and Dean keeps getting killed over and over again.
2: (laughs) Is that when he had like a piano fall on his head or something? Okay. And like
0: like the way the the way the tone of the show is, they've always been. Those episodes have always been really good because they they're able to. To structure that world, and uh, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki are capable of doing the comedic stuff as well as the dramatic stuff. And this last week's episode was an animated episode where the where the Winchesters are sucked into a Scooby Doo episode. That is so awesome. And they they announced it toward the end of last season. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be. This is this may like uh, I'm sure it's Supernatural at this point has jumped the shark a ton of times because it's been on for I think this is like season twelve. Season. 12. Yeah. So there have been some really rough episodes, so, but none of none of the goofy episodes like this have ever been bad. Even the episode where they come to our Earth and they replace. Jared, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles in the production of the Supernatural TV show. Even that works. That's
1: an amazing episode. Right. I love that one because um, Jared Padalecki is married to his wife was on the show for, during that who, who played span Ru- of time. Who played
0: Ruby. Yeah. So, the demon. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: in, it, you know, it was throwing them off because he was married to the demon. Mm-hmm. Misha Collins who's Cast Yell was just like this total fucking dickhead. Yeah. Like, I loved it. It was great.
0: <laughs> They're able Do you both
2: v- still watch Supernatural? I I'm
1: seasons behind. But oh. I it's not like I stopped watching it. I just got bogged down and I am going to continue I have plans to continue to watch um until it's over.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like there's um there's an episode called Yellow Fever where gets uh like dean gets it's possessed or cursed by a witch or something where he's he's terrified of his own shadow <laughs> and he he plays it so well in the the postscript at, at 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 the end of the episode which pulls from earlier in the episode where he's singing i of the tiger in the car and he like hangs out the window and he's like he's lip syncing along with with the episode and the cast and crew is kind of laughing around him like they're they're able to do all these weird things with the show because it has, it has its own. Was that its own tone? The
2: one where he starts like laying on the car. Yes.
0: Okay. And there <laughs> there has to be a list of, like, meta supernatural episodes. There's a lot out there. Yeah. And those are those are some of the most endearing episodes. I was saying before we started recording that a lot of the heavy dramatic episodes are my least favorite. Mm-hmm. When they like they have to like save cast from going to hell again or save Sam's soul from being possessed by Lucifer. I'm like, ah,
2: but I feel like those are needed. So that way, when you do get to those lighter episodes, they're like more fun, you know, that, that way they stick out better. Now, here's a question that I have on the Scooby-Doo episode. Um, I haven't watched supernatural maybe since like season six or seven. And, um, could I pick up and watch the Scooby-Doo episode without, Yes. Is it a standalone kind of thing? It
0: is one hundred percent standalone is, episode. Is
2: it basically like a Scooby, like a short Scooby-Doo movie with Sam and Dean in it?
0: Yeah, they don't that even do. Sounds
2: fucking beautiful. Like it makes me want to go buy it right now.
0: What the? Uh, you should. What the series has been doing for a long time is at the beginning of every episode, the way they do, like the the let's fill you in. They do like a then and now, and uh, you know the then is like. Previously on Supernatural, and then it now begins the episode, Mm -hmm. and it it was really weird when this episode started because they didn't do that; they just jump right into, yeah, like Sam and Dean, in real real life, Sam and Dean fighting like a Barney type possessed dinosaur, and that leads into the rest of the episode. Then at some point they get wait 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 wait
2: they're fighting a
0: there's a big like plush, yeah dinosaur that's you know big like barney type plush dinosaur like man in a suit type thing so the man in the suit was possessed the suit itself is possessed so the man on the inside There's no man like... in the suit it's but the suit essentially comes to life and tries to kill them got it but it's it's a cold open you jump right into them fighting this dinosaur like, and you're like indiana what the jones fuck? movie Ian. what the fuck is happening and eventually, it it leads in the in into the the they get sucked into the TV, and then they're in Supernatural, and the, they're in Scooby Doo, and the whole episode's animated, and the way they treat how the Scooby Doo cast views what's happening in in their world, like I think he, Velma at one point even says it's always some like you know, unscrupulous real estate developer, <laughs> <laughs> but and 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 earlier on, like you know, Sam and Dean are like we can't tell them that this stuff is real because it's gonna like shatter their world (laughs) uh and it's it's done so well the treatment of as soon as i heard they were gonna do this i was like oh this this might be it this might be going too far and too silly but um they fucking nailed it they got the tone of the supernatural characters right in that world the way they the way they interact mm-hmm. together works well. It uh, was classic Scooby Doo animation. Paul, they I've... have the mid episode like running and closing doors. Uh, so that's okay. awesome. It worked. It worked way better than it had, <laughs> had any right to okay. work. So don't yeah, spoil
2: it because I really do want to see this.
0: If either of you get a chance to watch this episode, watch it. It's a completely standalone episode. That's you don't so need cool. to to know anything more than Sam and Dean hunt monsters in real life and they get sucked into a, con- a cartoon.
2: So, uh Paul, I- I'm realizing I think Scooby-Doo sounds like about your level of horror. Like what you can handle. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's the perfect it's amount of No
2: horror. real monsters, Paul, it's okay. It's just a guy in a mask.
0: It's just a r- unscrupulous real estate. I don't I guy. don't like I don't really like being scared. Like I don't like I like. What a, you like about horror? I like then? some jump scares. Like oh, uh, I like the go- I like some goriness. Like yeah. I like you know the, I like the just fucked up nature, of horror. But like I don't I don't want to be kept awake at mm-hmm. night. I no, don't. Wanna, I get that. I get that. I don't want to like, hear something in the middle of the night and close my eyes and pray I either die quick <laughs> or it's one of the cats. I I understand what you mean. So, yeah, Scooby Doo. Some creepy stuff in Scooby Doo, like the the robot and the the intro with the eyes. That's a scary fucking robot, because it's not really a robot; it's a demon. It's <laughs> really unscrupulous real estate developer. <laughs> but yeah, the the original Scooby Doo had some had some creepy crawlies in it. Mm-hmm. Now when, in uh, Scooby Doo, kids in Scooby Doo, it was never really a monster,
2: correct? It was always
0: yeah, a- never really a monster. Always some guy looking for. Looking to make a buck. In the original Scooby Doo, but then the
1: 13 Ghosts of Scooby Doo, I think it was actual ghosts. What's the
0: 13
2: Ghosts?
1: It was um, like an early 90s. Scooby Shaggy, late 80s. Scooby Shaggy, Scrappy, and Vincent Price were out there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Somehow there was like this tomb that got broken into, and the 13 Ghosts escaped and. For more than 13 episodes, they were tracking these dudes down.
0: Well, I guess that makes sense, because Vincent Price was in 13 Ghosts. Oh, I never connected the two. And uh, can we get someone to fact check this? Is that really Scooby-Canon?
1: What, the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo?
0: Right, or is that... Yeah, why not? But is that like... Is that like was a is that like rebel the rebels of the Scooby Doo canon? Well, who, who, does I, it
1: really count? I mean, who out there is is counting Scooby Doo canon? You know what's, you know what's kind of
0: funny? Oh, some, come on! Someone I mean, is like out there it's counting Scooby Doo. It's a, it's a legitimate
2: thing that happened. Did Scooby
0: Doo really meet?
2: You know what's kind of funny about Scooby Doo as a property is that when we were kids, Scooby Doo was the star. But like, as adults, like, who gives a shit about the dog part of it? Like. We all kind of prefer the cast and, like, the the scenarios,
0: like, the... That's how this episode's treated. Scooby-Doo, the actual character Scooby-Doo, has very little to do in this episode. He has just as much to do as the rest of the Scooby cast. Fred gets a little bit of a spotlight, which I appreciate. Good, good. Because I think Fred was, Fred was always... Fred never had any depth, like... <laughs> You know, Velma and Shaggy, they had more depth in the original series than Fred Yeah, probably. 13
1: Ghosts of Scooby-Doo is the seventh incarnation of the Hanna-Barbera Saturday morning cartoon Scooby-Doo and the final first-run version of the original 1969 through 85 broadcast. So it is the final season of Scooby-Doo. Wow. They went out strong. They went out
2: real ghosts. So there's... I mean, they've relaunched it since then, right? Like, there's been new episodes since then. Possibly. I mean, the one I'm talking about is the
0: 1985.
2: And they had the laugh track. Did they have the laugh track on the Supernatural episode?
0: I don't remember a laugh track, but they did have 60s music. And they used some, they used, you know, the old sound effects. and It felt very much like a Scooby-Doo episode.
2: That sounds really good. I'm legit gonna check it out. Yeah, Paul.
0: I I really didn't think that they were gonna be able to pull this off. They fucking nailed it. This shit was good. All right, Paul. What else did you watch? I watched the Roseanne reboot, relaunch, sequel, continuance, tenth season. Is that that's the, It's there? the
1: thirteen ghosts of Roseanne Barr. Mm-hmm. Arnold or er,
0: Bar. Roseanne Barr. Bar. Uh. Yeah, Ian, you didn't watch it. I did not. So Roseanne, for those of you that don't know, was a a long running series in the eighties into the nineties, right, Matt? You're our resident Roseanne expert. I can tell you anything you want to it know. Ran <laughs> <laughs> it, it ran nine seasons. I'm
2: the roseologist.
0: It ran nine seasons.
2: It ran nine seasons. Correct. It started in 1988. Um. And ran until nine years after that. (laughs) Math. Curse you. It started in 80. The main villain
0: on the McSauce podcast. Math. I guess that sounds about right. Yeah, we hate math on this podcast. It was either 80, 97. It
1: ended in 97. 88 to 97.
0: It was on in 97? That seems so insane. Like recent? Yeah. 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 Uh, I would have, if I had to guess, I would have said Roseanne started. In eighty five and ended in ninety
2: three. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like when I've kind of started getting into it, because I got into it during the Nick at Night years and uh, the Renaissance. The Renaissance. I and let me tell you, I fell for her hard, and I just developed such a love for the show after years after it had been on when they would, they would put two episodes on a night on Nick at night at 11 and 1130. And every single night I would watch it. And then, and then that year that I got into it, they did on Halloween. It was actually devil's night. They did the, the Halloween marathon because Roseanne was, if there was one thing that show was known for, it was they, they had really good Halloween episodes that was like their hall. If you had to link a holiday to that TV show, it would be Halloween.
1: Great pumpkins.
2: Yeah, yeah. That really cool. And you pumpkins. know what, Paul, you would have liked it because it it wasn't all that scary.
1: Rated HH for humorous horror. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I watched a lot of Roseanne during the original run, and I I liked Roseanne. I enjoyed. Roseanne, when it was on, and then the later seasons, it got silly. Yeah, it, uh, John it started, Goodman left. They killed him off. Then they won the lottery, and well, he didn't leave. He just right. He, or, he died. He, they killed him. Well, and yeah, John Goodman left. They killed is his the character.
1: most extreme version of leaving.
2: Didn't they announce that he was killed in the final episode?
0: Oh, I don't remember that. By '97, I was not watching Roseanne anymore. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I've never seen the final episode. As a matter of fact, I've
2: seen very little of season nine, um, because by season seven it was becoming kind of unwatchable. Then I believe season eight at some point they win the lottery, and then season nine is the uh, the lottery See, years.
0: I, th- I thought the lottery years were at least three years. I don't set it two. Nah. It seemed like it was lottery years a long time before nah. that. So, Roseanne, huge hit back in the day.
2: Yeah, it was like the number one show. I think it was second only
0: to the Cosby show. And ABC decided they're bringing it back. They relaunched it last week. Um, The way the season it looks like it's lining up, we're not going to get a Halloween episode.
2: Uh, no, Unless I, it's
0: I, renewed and it
2: comes back, and they
0: the fall
2: they did renew it um, it's come back for season eleven already,
0: so it had such a huge opening week gigantic weekend, opening week yeah,
2: there
1: were twenty eight
0: million people that watched it last bigger week.
2: than Game
0: of Thrones,
2: bigger than The Walking Dead. It is the biggest thing on t v right now, really
0: yep I know i I don't think any either of you are gonna be able to answer this, but what is? What does Walking Dead pull down on an average week? Not a not a premiere or season finale, just regular Walking Dead episodes. I don't know, but they
2: did compare this premiere of Roseanne to the I believe they compared it to the premiere of The Walking Dead and it beat it by a few million, I believe. Yeah,
1: I don't really know what the Walking Dead's numbers are,
2: but they they definitely are depressed a
1: little bit because it's cable. Um, mm. Cable's much different than network TV. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody has access to watch Roseanne if they want to.
0: And uh, what's your what's your history with Roseanne? Um,
1: I watched it whenever I was a little kid. I liked it for probably probably five out of the. You know the the first five years, I'd imagine I watched it. I didn't continue to watch it once they won the lottery and started doing all the weird stuff. Uh, Only heard that Dan died. Um, So I mean, that's my relationship to Roseanne, the show.
0: And you're not in the camp of reviving television series, Uh,
1: not really. I haven't watched. You're not in on Will and Grace. Yeah, I haven't watched Will and Grace. I haven't watched Fuller House um i haven't watched roseanne i don't really i can't imagine a show that they would bring back that i would be like yeah yeah i want to watch this thing friends friends, i haven't watched a single episode of friends ever in my life (laughs) never seinfeld i wouldn't want them to bring it back um i i kind of think that those shows are a snapshot in time um a little bit different than movies. I think movies are, are a different beast than shows. And I just don't have any interest in watching revivals. I just don't. Um, I'm glad that 28 million people are have a different view of it. But I just don't.
0: I haven't watched Fuller House at all. Which is surprising because I love Full House. But it's not really Full House. It's... girls like if they brought back bob saget uh dave coulier and john stamos and did a series starring them you bet your ass i would be watching every fucking second of that
2: aren't they on fuller house
0: no uh they i i well i didn't watch it but from what i've read and heard they're in the pilot Mm -hmm. and they make uh they make some cameos. They drop the in. Season. That's it. But yeah, yeah, they're not on it. Like it is. I it watched. Is about I DJ watched. DJ Kimmy the, and Stephanie.
2: I watched the pilot, and I thought it was okay. Um, it definitely is a style of humor that, to me, doesn't hold up.
0: Um, Just classic, standard sitcom humor.
2: It's a it's a bit more saccharine than probably no. most it's it's very 80s uh like silver spoons um i mean it's it's really maybe like a family matters but even more yeah, like,
0: like just sweet that's why i wanted i wanted them to do something different Whenever I heard they were doing, they were bringing back Full House. I wanted them to do. I I wanted it to be about the dads. I wanted to. I wanted it to be like half um, men of a certain age, half modern family. I wanted them to change up the filming style, the writing style, like make it a different series because that kind of. Humor, that style of writing, like I think it does have. It's that is from a certain time. If you're gonna bring something back, it's got to be different. Like I don't. But think... doesn't
1: Fuller House? Doesn't it get big numbers on Netflix? And it has had two seasons, and they green light a third. Like yeah, yeah. Clearly, they brought it back, and they were like, "Hey, we're just gonna take this formula. We're gonna make the girls the stars, and we're gonna roll with it." Yeah, and it seems to work for whoever the fans of that show are. If
2: they didn't do that, then why not just make a totally... Different show. Right,
0: a totally different show. Because it wouldn't be a different show. It would be the same characters. And the characters would have... They would be the same characters, but you'd be able to give them a little more depth. You'd be able to give them... you know, It wouldn't have to be as saccharine sweet. Because I'm sure the writers for Fuller House and the direction of that show are like honing what they're doing to that certain audience. I think I I think that's also why it's on Netflix. Um I think if you did it my way, you could have a successful series on ABC. Not that Netflix is a lesser property now, but like you don't see Roseanne going to Netflix because Roseanne has the juice. Will and Grace have the juice to get on big network television and I think if you changed just changed up the full house dynamic a little bit it could be a big big network hit
1: fuller house was an experiment it paved the way you wouldn't have Roseanne or Will and Grace come back if fuller house didn't wasn't this experimental success that it was like that's true they're the
2: but here's the thing too um Paul you're with the Roseanne season 10 it didn't change the formula at all like it couldn't be more like the show was pre season 8 let's talk about the show they they released two episodes uh last Tuesday night and um which I was thankful for um, <laughs> I I didn't just want like a 23 minute uh Welcome back to Roseanne, like it was nice to have two episodes. Plus, I think the second episode was better. I felt like that first episode was a little bit, a little rough. It was a little, like the timing felt a little bit off. It felt reminiscent of what the very first episode of Roseanne felt like all those years ago. Well, is
0: as, as much as you have the original cast back and it's, you know, the same sets and it's the same show, they are starting again. So essentially it is the pilot of a brand new show. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have some bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm.
2: It's interesting because Dan and Roseanne and Jackie to an extent, although they uh, they need to be careful with the Jackie character because she's a bit eccentric, but they they may have a tendency to veer toward slapstick with her. And I don't like when they when they take a character who has a particular personality or personality trait. Like, for example, Mark, the boyfriend, was kind of a dummy. Right. But by the later seasons, he turned into a slapstick kind of like punching bag for, you know, for humor. And that wasn't what he was. He was just kind of a dumb guy. Uh, Not even, you know, I mean, like they they just kind of. Took it further and further and further until all of a sudden you have a cartoon character, and I and I got little hints of that with Jackie in the second episode, that they're pushing her eccentricness just a bit. There, the, that was always the appeal to me about Roseanne in the earlier seasons was the grounded nature of it, like the the fact that I felt like I'm relating so much to this family, um, and just had like a nostalgicness to it that um
0: the original series
2: the original did uh that that i don't know like it it was just like a vibe that i got watching it it just felt like i was watching my own family and um as the seasons went on characters started to develop more um of a exaggerated version of their personalities. And I, like I said, I saw hints of it with Jackie, but I felt like Dan and Roseanne were the same fucking characters that they always were. I thought Roseanne was particularly good. Um, Like, there were parts where I was laughing out loud. I thought the show was that funny. And I loved it, too, because it didn't have to reinvent itself. It didn't have to try to be the 20... 18 version of Roseanne to be relevant. It was just Roseanne again. And that was like so, such a welcome thing. Cause there, I was, you know,
0: I went in a little bit nervous. Yeah. uh, I, I thought it was kind of weird and you're closer to the original than I am. Probably. But watching, especially the first episode, um, the two things that stuck out to me were, I was thinking, was Jackie always this insane, and was Rose was the show always this political? And I don't know if that was driven by Roseanne Barr, and you know she's leading the charge for the show, and she's pretty political, or if that's just something that they thought was going to be a natural inclusion for this family and these characters. Yeah.
2: The answer to both of those is no. By the way,
0: no what? No, the show Jackie was wasn't not always, always that crazy, and right. the show wasn't that political.
2: Right now, the thing that is consistent is that the show always tried to be topical. It always tried to push like what kind of was you know the pulse of the people or the country. And right now, it happens to be politics. Now, I I got the sense that that first episode was a bit of a one-off where it's not going to be every episode where they're talking politics. It's not, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it was almost, they had to get that out of its system. But I, I thought that it was done in a good way, you know, like it wasn't, for those that didn't see it, Roseanne is a Donald Trump supporter and Jackie was a Hillary Clinton supporter. And the way they snipe back and forth, it's, it, I felt like they weren't... The show didn't, like, take a side. It's just certain characters on the show took sides, and they made jokes about each one evenly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I I, I didn't remember, like, it being so political. And since that, that episode, the second one wasn't, but that pilot was so politics-heavy, I was like, oh, this isn't good. But... The next episode, they get more into, um, you know, Becky being a surrogate mother and Darlene's son being eccentric because we don't know if he's gay or trans or what yet, but it's going to be something.
2: My question is, is it going to turn out that Darlene is gay? Because they kept teasing her that she was gay and she's like, I'm not gay. I thought that was an Isn't inside Sa- joke because Sarah Gilbert is, is gay.
0: gay in real life? Yes. yes. Yeah. And I, I thought that was, that was the extent of that. That was the end. I don't
2: know. Job. I don't know if if that is the case or not. Because in the show, she's single. Uh, she obviously had some kind of failed relationship, because uh, she has these kids. And I I thought that David Johnny Galecki was gonna reprise his role as David. I thought I had heard that.
0: You think you think ABC is gonna pry him off CBS? I thought
2: that I had heard that he was gonna do it. Like I I wasn't expecting him to leave Big Bang Theory, but at least have a role on the Roseanne show. He
0: was he was such a hit as David. I like, even though they're competing networks, I would be surprised if he didn't show up at some point on this show.
2: I agree because he was a he was such a good additional character to the core. He Roseanne was he cast. was the Lando to
0: the original cast.
2: He absolutely was. What was Mark? Because Mark came before I David. I don't remember
0: Mark at all. You Mark guys keep talking about Mark, Mark, Mark. Was the big doofy leather jacket? He like, was. Bikers, well, he wasn't big. He was kind of scrawny, did they say he died, or w- it was a different husband of Becky? Than they died. they didn't elaborate on that.
1: Are both Beckys on the show? Both yes, actresses that. But so one does how, they, do, how play, they flex on that
2: one plays the original plays Becky and then the fill in version, Sarah Chalk Chalky? Sarah Chalk. 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 She plays um just a different character and they the two of them wow. meet in the uh first episode and and they're like, Wow, we look like we could be the same person pretty much. That's funny. And then Sarah Chalk has the comment um yeah, like, we look the same, like, if I don't wear makeup or something like that. What's original Becky's name? Her real name? Yeah. Uh, Lacey Gorgenson or something? Yeah, Lacey Gorenson. Uh,
0: I thought she was really good in that second episode. I thought her and John Goodman were the best. Mark, they were the standouts? DJ was obviously just shuffled to right. the side again. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll get some dj stories down the line but can't wait for those it it, but uh yeah i thought uh i thought original becky and uh john goodman were were really good the political nature of the show kind of surprised me um jackie's being so crazy and kind of manic kind of surprised me but like the the by the the end of the second episode i was like oh yeah i guess i guess she was kind of kooky Because I've, like, the only thing, like, I've seen her guest star in a bunch of stuff, but the only consistent role I've seen her in in the last so many years is Sheldon's mother on Big Bang Theory. And she's pretty reserved in in that role. She's not Jackie. Right. Well, Jackie,
2: again, she became more and more eccentric as the show went on. And I feel like they're kind of just picking up where they left off with her. Um, but I I wish they'd, they'd tone it down just a bit. Uh, I thought it was interesting though, that, um, Jackie's character in the later episodes was with a guy named Fred. Do you remember
0: Fred? Yes. Um, he looked like, um, Ben Foltz, but wasn't.
2: And they had a baby together. Like, I don't know if I, I'm assuming that never happened now. Like my question is like, where did they where are they acknowledging the story went to?
1: Yeah, they're doing like a comic book style retcon of the events. Like, how do they explain Dan coming back
0: from the dead?
2: They Okay, so the way Dan died on the original show was they didn't like show his death or anything like that. Uh, the very end of the show, I guess Roseanne comes up out of the basement where she was writing and apparently like she had been the show Roseanne was like a, a screenplay or a novel she was writing, and in it, she revealed that Dan really died like years ago, and that uh, the kids actually like were with each other's boyfriends. Like that wasn't correct. There it was.
0: It was very bizarre. But then crisis
1: on infinite majorly
0: Roseanne. So then, what's the town they live in? Landford crisis in Landford crisis on infinite Landfords.
1: Roseanne holding
0: Dan like oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
2: in it looks like on the the revival of the show, th- I believe they're in the garage and they pick up Roseanne's old yeah screenplay and they're like, "Oh, this is just trash or something." And that was their way of just throwing that away.
0: Well, even when when like they the. Sh- Show opens and they're in bed together and doesn't like he wakes up and he's like, Oh, I was dreaming I was dead. Yeah. No
2: well, he said, Why does everybody think I'm always dead?
0: Yeah, so like there were there were a lot of nods to there were a lot of meta jokes.
2: Yeah, there were in but the first I think couple episodes. They kinda it, it, had to get that out of their system until yeah. they can get going. But didn't you feel like the timing of the show, like the characters, was better in the second episode?
0: Um yeah, I think it I think it worked better because it like like I don't remember Roseanne being like a, a lightning rod for the zeitgeist. Like I don't remember them tackling the issues. I just remember them being I just remember Roseanne being a show about normal, lower middle class family.
2: That's how it started, but it as her popularity rose, it became more and more topical and Uh, she became more and more of a lightning rod herself. Remember when she sang the
0: national anthem? Yes, and I forgot all about that until that came out. Like, I was reminded of that this week, along with her pictures dressed up as a Nazi baking Jew cookies in the oven. Ooh, I don't... I didn't even remember that one, but... that That's recent. Oh, wow. Like, he knows... Ian, he knows more about that than i do but yeah like i didn't even recognize those pictures and there's been a big backlash this past week about um why is she getting honored with her own tv show again because you know she supports trump and she's racist and she's you know doing these pictures and i don't know when the pictures were taken yeah but ian do you know when the nazi baking cookie pictures were taken Is that a recent gig? Recent enough.
1: I mean, Roseanne's famously since Roseanne, the TV show, went off. Roseanne's the person has spiraled into a pretty extreme conspiracy person. Like, not.
0: Yeah, she's been like, those pictures at least
1: have been within the last five years, somewhere in there. And she said a lot of trouble and shit on Twitter and is a little bit unhinged.
0: Yeah, like she's always like going, going back to the crotch grabbing national anthem. She's always been kind of a loose cannon, and it always kind of surprises me that she hasn't been completely written off from everything. Like up until this revive, while I was like, "Oh, people have had enough of her being a a crazy person," but I guess not because there are a lot of people that don't
1: like this show. And have right. a problem with this show,
0: but there are enough people that are like Absolutely. season two. Here we go. Yeah, and there's always uh,
1: separating the artist from the art, and uh, there are a lot of problematic artists and creators out there that a lot of people enjoy and can separate those things.
0: Yeah, and I like I I didn't even like I didn't even see the Nazi pictures until after I'd seen the episode. What? What? Explain that. What are the pictures? It is Roseanne dressed up as Adolf Hitler, baking cookies that are shaped like Jews. But she's Jewish.
2: Why would I don't there's even understand of, why she? There's a lot. Of I
1: think that's the that's the main picture. That's like that's the main thing that's going around. But there, the more problematic thing she has um, a big problem with trans people has said a lot of. Um, Disturbing things about her about trans people, gay people. Um, she has, which a lot is interesting,
2: because I think at least one of her kids are gay.
1: I'm just telling you what she said. Yeah. So people have a problem with it. It seems like she has a lot of um, uh, controversial opinions.
2: That's all. Did you know that she ran for president? No. She ran for president. Um, when not, did she run for president? Uh, I think the la- not this past election cycle, but the one before that. It was either that one that or the one before familiar. that. That sounds familiar. She was only put on the ballot in three states. She still came in sixth place.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of crazy people out there that would vote for
2: her. Well, she was running on the uh, campaign of legalizing weed, and I think that
0: she got the weed vote. Yeah, the like all the like I didn't even recognize her in those pictures because there's been some other CNN or some other political person and I thought that was who that was and I just scrolled past it. I was like, meh, I don't this doesn't concern me." What are you talking about? I, she looked like someone I thought she was someone else completely. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you who I thought she well, was. Well, she's had
2: a lot of uh, different looks.
0: She has. over the years. Uh, but then I specifically saw like a headline that was like, "Roseanne Barr hates the Jews," and then the pictures were there, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe I think I look at
1: this. That's like the um, that's like the headline. That's the least problematic thing that's going on with some of the stuff that people have a problem with." Now about.
0: Yeah, like she's always she's always been a lightning rod for controversial opinions and, and criticism. And but this is not this is not the uh, political climate in the country to be releasing those pictures well, or it, to be to be saying any any controversial things. Or is it because you're clearly? Yeah, I
1: guess I going guess towards maybe. one side of the debate.
2: So Paul, are you gonna watch the next episode of Roseanne? Tuning in?
0: Um Yeah, I I think so. I'll 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 R it. I'm curious because I like I really like what original Becky did. I I wanna call her Lacey Gorenson, but I don't think listeners will know who I mean unless I say original Becky. Yeah. Uh I, I like her. Her story arc. I like John Goodman, obviously, uh, but I want it to be. I, I would prefer to just get down to the family stories. Like I don't need. Um, I don't need Roseanne and Jackie to be telling me, you know, who they're interested in politically. Just tell me if Dan's eating too much salt and he's going to get diabetes. <laughs> That's what I'm. Um, well, I think the second
2: episode got back to what you're looking for. So, I, I mean, I think the second episode was substantially better. And the timing just felt better overall. So, I'm looking forward to the next episode tomorrow night. It is tomorrow night. Was that 9
0: p.m.? Uh, I don't know. I Check your local Probably listings. watch it. It's a couple days later. Ian, do you have anything to add tonight? No, no. I think that's going to wrap up tonight's episode. My name is Paul McGinty. Sharply. Matt Cassel. We'll see you next time.